This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Based on this, I, but I, it can I, be avoided. Just don't do it. Like my thing is, you're feeling guilty, or it's like, well. I don't want this blanket statement for any chick that goes out and defame a guy because she's mad because she didn't get any more d- Like, if you're going to do this, like, there's, there's ways to avoid going to jail for five years. Why? Don't you, defame people, you, huh? You gonna like, like don't, that, don't huh? go in there. Yeah, like, don't go in there and say he raped me if he didn't rape you. Now, if he raped you, I got your bet. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Fur. Join my co-hosts, Rozzy and Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your minds. Chicago. Uh, just had a family trip to Chicago last week, man. We had a blast. I did not think that city was that fun. Um, but we had a great time. But most importantly, my daughter enjoyed it the most. Uh, we took up there to see her best friend who lives in Indiana and they met us in Chicago. And I don't think I've ever had a trip where it was like this full to where when we leave the hotel room in the morning, we don't get back until it's time to go to sleep at night. I might have planned too much stuff, but she had a great time. Uh, we enjoyed uh, Chicago definitely gets a lot of negative publicity for the murders that they have there. But just like any city, there are good parts, there are bad parts, and you really can have a ball in the good parts. Um, yeah, if, if you can avoid murders, it's a dope city. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the river, the lake, you know, all that good stuff, man. Well, that it's lake like, is huge, right? Is that your first time seeing well the Great Lakes? Yes, it might as well be called an ocean, bro. Like, I, yeah. listen, I, I can't see... You know what I'm saying? I, my eyes can't tell the difference. It's an ocean to me. <laughs> so, man. But other than that, um, House of Dragons starts tonight. We're recording on Sunday. So, uh, I know a lot of Game of Thrones fans are looking forward to that. Are and you looking forward to it? I am, but I don't know if I'm pressed to see the first episode. I actually want to, I want them to like air maybe two or three episodes, possibly before I start watching. So, I can just binge a couple of them. Uh, but you know, I, I came around on Game of Thrones. It wound up being a, a, a very good show. So I'm not as excited about this. Um, they're gonna have to win me over, but it's worth checking out. And uh, the homie Rizzy said that uh, his Halloween outfit was too small. So. <laughs> you wanna you wanna elaborate on that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you, you guys know you order? I, I, I ordered I ordered a small because that's what the sizing chart said. Yeah, and yeah. so it actually fit, but it was too short. So, like, I could fit it in my chest. It, it could fit around my waist. The pants could fit around my waist and everything. But it was like halfway. It, it was like it stopped right there on my arm. So it was just it, too small height wise. 
Uh, so I had to go in, up to a medium, which means that it's going to be baggier than I want it to be in the body, but it, it'll fit my length. So essentially, you really need a medium. <laughs> I need a medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need, or or like a medium slim or something like that. Yeah, medium. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's what it is. But um, the kids are super excited about the Halloween shoot. Uh, it was Ollie's pick this year. Um, at first he wanted to be Pokemon, but we were like, we don't want to be Pokemon because we don't want to dress up as Pokemon. And so, and nobody really, there was no trainers and stuff. So the family kind of vetoed that one. So he went to his next little thing. Uh, so he's picked. And so everybody's selected their characters. And so I've ordered all the outfits and, you know, wigs and all that stuff with it. So it's going to be even better than the Spider-Man shoot this year. Uh, in my opinion so you just got to find a good photographer and, and get all that set up but yeah we're excited about it man so i'll we'll be dropping pictures and we'll let y'all see once all that happens um that's cool but, yeah so for me this week buff that that's all you have man yeah that's it i'm good okay um i don't know if you guys have seen day shift on uh netflix it is yeah i started it last <laughs> I, night <laughs> Yeah, I actually liked it, man. Uh, so it is Jamie Foxx's new vampire hunter type of movie. Uh, it's got Snoop Dogg in there. Snoop can't act, but we knew that already. Uh, and it's actually, I, I think it was a little, uh, uh, really fun. It gave me vampire in Brooklyn vibes. So if you like that type of kind of comedy slash action movie, it was there. It's over the top. It's, it's your... Um, what was it? The other movie, The Good Guys, or um, with Mark Wahlberg and um, the other guys. The other guys, yeah. So it, it gives me that where it's like a buddy cop type thing, but it's still kind of funny, quirky. Uh, but I liked it, man. So you know, you just want to have a couple hours to kind of waste. Uh, that was really good for you. Uh, she Hulk started on the Netflix. Fi- the fight or- scenes were pretty good on there, though. Like the yeah, with yeah. The- because I don't know if that was CGI. Well, it definitely was some of the CGI, but they had a lot of uh, what would you call it? contortionists? Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was pretty crazy. Z covered her eyes for all those things, but, but <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Good. So anybody who like body dysmorphia type thing, and and that that if if that weirds you out, then yeah, there's some scenes that might not sit well with you. But yeah, overall, man, it was it was a dope little uh, movie. Um, the other thing I got, uh, She-Hulk started on Disney Plus. It's meh, so that's that's probably the best at thing best. I can at best. Yeah, uh, hopefully it gets better. Uh, the CGI for it, you know, everybody made a big uproar about that at first, but it came back, and the CGI actually isn't that bad. Um, so you know, I'm I'm at least happy that they were able to kind of take that Sonic the Hedgehog approach and go and make it better before they drop the episode. Hopefully, it gets a little bit better. Yeah, Buff, I did watch the new Predator and it's dope, man. So if you haven't seen that, go watch that. I I would put it up there. It's probably the best Predator movie I've seen since the original. Um so I'd put it second in the in in everything. It's really really good. Um so it's it's not as much explosions and guns and all that stuff that you you've come to know of nah, Predator, but, but the kill, um, the kill like scenes, it. the kill scenes are man. Okay. I might have to check <laughs> yeah. it out to, check it out today. <laughs> Yeah, so that's all I got, man. Uh, oh, I have been rewatching The Wire. Uh, when I when I got sick with COVID, that was one of the things I started back. I, I rewatched The Wire and um, I put it in the group chat. But I totally missed the molestation uh, plot line in it. Like Michael, 
I, I've seen it three times. I've literally watched The Wire three times, and this is my fourth time watching it. And it's the first time I'm like, oh, I caught that um, because they never mention it like specifically. And and so if you haven't watched it, that's actually a really dope plot line. Uh, how molestation can kind of cause these differences in how kids grow up and and what they uh, do. So yeah, and then Chris uh, kind of uh, being molested too, and him understanding yeah, that. Uh, yeah. And so that whole plot line, man, was just super dope. And so Snoop, again, the Snoop wire, not knowing best what the hell ever. going on. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop was like, "What the hell he do to you?" <laughs> we didn't even get him in the bacon. <laughs> so yeah, man. Again, the wire, best show ever in the history of television. So. Um, you know, I know Game of Thrones tries to kind of be that, and and it may have taken it if the uh, the season eight wasn't so bad. But uh, I, I I still got to give it to the Wire, man. I think they tried to rush and put every wrap everything up in that one season. Mm-hmm. They, there was too much pressure. If they Game were of Thrones on had, uh, Star Wars, right? When they getting ready to do yeah. the new Star Wars or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were starting. They were starting the new Star Wars trilogy. Um, that they they scrapped the whole new trilogy actually right now, but um, because I, I think they've Star Wars has shifted focus into more of the 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 shows and stuff like that, like building out the storylines and the movies almost being kind of a, a Marvel where our standalone movies all work with each other, but it's not like this trilogy where we got to wrap things up in three parts because yeah. uh, that's what they've tried to do over the last three trilogies. Um, so they're, they're shifting focus. And I think that's a smarter play for them is to actually just kind of say it's not a trilogy. It's just us telling the stories of the Star Wars universe. So that's going to be good for them I mean, to do. I think that's where uh, entertainment is headed because like we talked about Game of Thrones coming back with uh, their new thing. Now, I want to say in October, maybe September, Lord of the Rings is coming out with a series. Mm hmm. And that looks like it's gonna be pretty good. Um, yeah, they're but, spending more per episode for the Lord of Rings than some movies get. It's that's it's believable. crazy. That's believable. So I'm gonna stick on the entertainment theme. Went to see Top Gun. It's dope as hell. Uh, really good. They paid enough homage to the the original. You, you respected that the whole rooster you know maverick dynamic was pretty cool they just ended on a really good note i I like i like where it was going but speaking of that movie man i know sometimes they show different what do you call it previews during the movies but so there were two previews that just stood out to me well one is well two and a half game of thrones not game game of thrones uh hunger games is coming back out with a new a new movie, which I'm excited about, mm-hmm. but devotion with with uh, Jonathan Majors looked really good. It it was about a it looks like a fighter, a black fighter pilot, and probably I want to say the Korean War, and like because that's the forgotten war in America, the Korean mm-hmm. War, and so the challenges of that is based off another true story. Kind of gave me Band of Brothers slash. Uh, Red Tails vibe and Jonathan Majors does his thing if you put him in a role so I'm excited about that but boy have y'all seen the previews or heard about Till uh, I 
The only thing I've heard about Till is people complaining about how we don't need another movie about Till. Nothing about the actual Bruh. movie. Bruh. That sh- caught me so off guard. They said we don't need another one? Yeah. I don't you think know, we've ever had a true... Maybe I miss. Is there a true movie about Emmett Till? There's a couple I documentaries, think, but I don't think there's a yeah. movie, you know, like a, movie a, about you it. You know, a... Like a drama or something. Dude, that caught me so off guard. Mm. I'm just sitting like, okay. Like, hold on. Hold on. Bruh, I've never been in a movie theater. Like, I don't cry. I don't, you know, but... That the the preview almost caught a player uh, slipping, <laughs> like it was. It just because when you realize who it was and what was going on, and they made it about him, but also the people around him, like his mother, her whole story, and all that stuff, the challenges she was going through. Because we, I'm not saying we, but I know for me, sometimes I look at historical events and I put them in that that bucket of that one instant right it's okay this happened to him this happened to his mother and you know all the details around it but you don't think about what it's like to wake up the next morning knowing that your son was killed and he's not coming back you don't know like the death threats and all those things and you still got to go to work you still got to do like the the real life you don't make for me sometimes it's hard to remember that people are people every historical you know, plot every historical like event had real people in it with real emotions, real struggles, you know, in that that little short preview, you kind of started seeing that. And I'm like, I think it comes out October 14th or something. It's coming out very soon to the point where it's surprising that we haven't seen any any uh, previews or anything for it. So yeah October 14th so if you get a chance check out the the preview go check out the movie I'm actually more excited it it tugged on my heartstrings more than the Black Panther preview mm-hmm. I you know uh, because you just saw as a parent that just imagining and we talk about and you know protecting our kids and I think in today's climate that idea of parents having to protect their kids and then the story the story or the aftermath of not being able to protect them how the fallout all that stuff mm-hmm. so sorry to be a Debbie Downer no, uh, no that's good man it's but good, it, good it looks like it was a really good movie one and thing on I was going to talk about for, did um did Scott start school back yet did, school it, starts it tomorrow. Like last week? tomorrow tomorrow okay yeah. all right all right yeah, cause yeah, um, first week is down, and so I took the kids skating this weekend and everything. I'm so glad they're back in school, man. Um, it's <laughs> I was talking to them just eating up all the food and uh, in the house and having to like do lunches and all that stuff. One day I walked downstairs, I was like, "Ain't no, no snack in the house except for me." I was like, "I don't know what's going on." Get it? No, no. Yeah. No. Uh, oh god. Oh, oh. I I actually didn't see that one coming. To be honest, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> So I'll give you props on that, that you, you snuck that yeah, one. Yeah, just slide it in, slide it in. Uh, I did want to add something real quick to what Ferg talked about with Till, because uh, I mentioned I was in Chicago. I visited the house that he grew up in, and they mm. are going to turn it into a museum uh, within a year. So that'll be, hopefully that'll be pretty dope to uh, to check out or whatever. But just wanted to put that out there. Okay, that's, that's dope. Um... I guess we had a joke. 
Well, Sophie's here. She wants to do a joke too. Yeah. Thank you. Hello. Yellow. How was school? Very- How was first week of school? It was very good. I mean, loads of friends. You like your teacher? You yeah. Lots of friends. Okay. Lots of friends. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your new best friend? You got a new best friend in there? Uh. Outside no. of me, Sarah. No, I made her with my. She was my friend last year. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, did you tell him about your um wearing a dress every day for the first whole the whole first week? No, yeah. she didn't tell us about it. You're standing right there. I, I didn't. You know no, what to tell You should tell him. <laughs> I wore a, I wore a dress for the first whole week of school. Daddy bought like a whole bunch of new dresses, so I just bought. I wore all of my new dresses for oh the first God. week of school. I bet you were gorgeous. And then for the rest, I'm just gonna be comfortable. Why? Why'd you do that though? Because you gotta set the bar high, and then you don't care. (laughs) 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 Give the people what they want. Nope. You're hilarious. All right, you ready? Yeah. Let's go. What is the saddest cheese? (laughs) Um. The saddest cheese. I think I. No. You got, you got go it. Go, go, ahead. Go, 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 go. Blue cheese. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say wine and cheese. Like wine? wine and cheese. And cheese. Yeah. Ah, yeah. But then, no. Blue cheese is good. Yeah. I, yeah. That I would have never, got, never got that. <laughs> bye, bye. Bye. See you next See ya. week. See you next week. <laughs> All righty. Who's up first? I might be. Let's do or it. it. Could be rising. I'm not sure. I mean, mine might be short um, because I, I know you, you guys don't like Beyonce. So, um, I mean, what an accusation! Just... <laughs> Jesus, yeah. <laughs> that is, that's no, false. but but I heard um, there's some arguments out there right now. People are talking about Beyonce is uh, the new MJ, or she's this generation's of MJ, and um, so I wanted you guys feedback on is Beyonce kind of this generation's MJ because we're not going to try to put her up on the same level as MJ uh, or if you think she is on the same level go ahead and say that but um, is she this generation's Michael uh, Jackson or uh, if it is not her is there somebody that would be on that entertainer level uh, with Michael Jackson and and would be able to say this is it's this generation's MJ so I don't think anybody will ever be MJ for the simple fact that what, what did Thriller sell like 30 million records or something like that somewhat um, crazy so Beyonce doesn't have the sales or the number one hits to even compare to MJ in the general sense as far as this generation um, I think I may I, I may give that to her uh, when you factor in the, the attention span of the audience now is nowhere near what it was in the 80s and even early 90s uh, you got streaming you got so many different avenues of entertainment that, you know, people just aren't buying records like that anymore. So when you factor that in, I guess you can say she possibly is this generation's MJ. This girl dropped an album on HBO and nobody knew what it was. We just knew Beyonce had a special. We didn't know if it was a concert or whatever. And then we get these series of videos and songs and that's her album. You know, so she's able to do things like that. I, I, I remember she dropped "Drunken Love," I think, at uh, midnight when that was like, like a new thing to do. So in that sense, I'll give it to her. But as far as generally, 
I, I just don't think there'll ever be another MJ as far as sales and how he captivated not just the country but the world. I mean, he had people crying in countries I can't even pronounce her name. So it's unfair to compare any artist to him. But just generation, I I I'll give it to him. Uh, yeah. As much as anybody can be MJ. I think like what Byron was saying with the time period, I don't think MJ had the competition. Everything he did was groundbreaking. And so when you're the first to do everything or do so many things, it's hard to compare. You know, now everybody has an MJ template and they know how to, to maneuver and make things happen. And he always was relevant, but he was always groundbreaking. And I will say this about Beyonce. She's always pushing the limit and she's very groundbreaking, like Homecoming and all the stuff she did. Homecoming is her thriller. You know, like Michael Jackson made a a video into a, a movie like that had never been done before. It put him on a stratosphere above everybody else. Like nobody had done that. So the things that she's doing today to stay relevant or not even say stay relevant to always make her ahead of the curve is on some MJ type stuff. So MJ didn't have the opportunity to do the things she did. Beyonce doesn't have the opportunity to be the first and be as creative. And just because we've done so much, I mean, hell we Tupac's been a hologram. I mean, what else? What? <laughs> there's only so many new things you can do to captivate and capture audiences. And then we're way more, you know, if MJ would have been around today or social media would have been around, but like the haters and stuff. So Beyonce still has to deal with the haters and all this stuff. The same way Michael Jordan didn't have to deal with some of the stuff LeBron has to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's it's the time period and the outspokenness of everything. You know, it's not that I don't, I like Beyonce. I think she's awesome and great what she does. You know, do I have my critiques about her? Yeah, but to compare to there's nobody else if not her then who it's beyond me and it's mj and then who you know as much as i love prince prince is relevant and we love him for being prince and stuff like that but the length of time he's been relevant and i will say that with beyonce her career or being on top she outpaced mj yeah, she's going on four decades, bro. Well, nope, not well. You know, I forgot about. I, I keep forgetting. I, I can't take five, out the Jackson MJ. Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't take that. So you got, but you got to think Beyonce. They were playing um, Destiny's Child. My my freshman year in a dorm. You know, this is twenty three years ago, and we're looking twenty three years later, and she's still the number one most relevant artist in the world. They love her everywhere. She has a beehive. She has all this stuff where it's she's she has a cult like following. And maybe it's because. And I'm gonna leave with this. It's too it's too prong because she's a woman. Let's call it what it is. She doesn't have the same crossover appeal to as many men. So that that kind of limits her like. If you if you give you one of y'all got on here with a Beyonce shirt and Beehive shirt and like y'all going I heard that I'm like okay dude like really you know we know Rise is a bad bitch but uh, you know but you MJ you know you can everybody could like MJ 
right? Yeah. Even if you even if you have a crush on Beyonce, you still got to be kind of like there, there's yeah. a certain limit to her audience. Yeah, yeah. Her like like you said, I you can be like Beyonce is bad. She's a bad chick, but I can't put on a Beyonce T-shirt. Yeah, but uh, back then you could put on an MJ T-shirt yeah, and you could yeah. wear an MJ T-shirt as a and guy today and, and still be like, crying eh. talking about MJ. God, yeah. not only not only could uh, you put on an MJ T-shirt, you had MJ impersonators. You had wa- uh, guys walk around white, black, Hispanic, name it. They were still MJ, walking around with the glove, the socks, everything. And, but at and, the same time, I think her cult following is women are loyal. Mm-hmm. If they rock with you, they rock with you. Yes, and so yes. they she has found the machine she has found the formula because it's bigger than music it's something about her that makes her her music is really good great but it's it's what makes people love her the way they do um by the way thriller sold reportedly 47 million so sorry about the 30 million short change there uh mj 47 million is that still counting? Like, because you know, they, <clears throat> his songs still get streamed today off of Thriller. Yeah, I, I don't know because uh, I'm seeing reports like anywhere from 47 to 70 million copies. So I don't even think they have the exact number because of that. But it's mm-hmm. it's pretty like this. There's no artist that's going to touch that. I don't think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just because, like you, like we said, streaming versus uh, nobody buys albums anymore, right? You you listen to albums. And the the problem with creating a new album, and that's why I don't like these new albums that come out with 30 songs and 40 songs is it's like nobody's sitting and buying an album. You don't get credit for the whole album anyway. Just put out the seven good songs, the eight good songs and be done with it instead of trying to drop a 30 song album. And, you know, most of them don't get played. They get played once or twice and that's it. I see why they do it, right? It's like, I want to be able to appeal to every different genre, every different person or whatever. So I, we might not like it, but the the house crowd might, right? Or the EDM crowd might like this song. Uh, Drake was a perfect example of that. Like his new album, he had a couple songs that people liked in the hip hop circle. Then he had some songs that could rock with EDM or whatever uh, and, and the house crew and all of that. So I, I see why they do it, but it just annoys the mess out of me. Uh, I... I I think to answer the question for me, I it, it's hard to say that she's not. I, definitely, this generation's MJ. I don't like Ferg said. If not her, who? Right? I don't think anybody else can be like, yeah, they're they're there. But it, she has kind of with this whole MJ, Michael Jordan, LeBron conversation. She has a, an argument to say that she is the goat of pop over Michael Jordan Jackson when you really think about it um wait wait (laughs) okay (laughs) i said an argument i'm not saying i agree or not because first off i first off before the beehive even thinks about coming at me i have defended that woman more more times than i'd like to admit on different social media posts because she gets a lot of unwarranted hate with that said this generation yes but of all time i'm not sure she's even number two or three. Like, we can't forget the hits that Madonna has. We can't forget mm-hmm. the hits that Janet Jackson has. So, I think she has to make the argument that she's passed those two before we can say she's even passed MJ. But that's of all time. Now, if we're talking about currently in this generation, yes, but 
I don't want to negate what those two women did as well. Good point. Good point. Janet, Janet and Madonna, how long how long were they relevant? How long was their career? How long did they have people following and screaming behind them? I don't, Madonna had the 80s. But I don't think... I. If I'm not mistaken, I may have looked this up wrong. I think Madonna still has more number one hits than Beyonce does. But I, I, I agree. So the thing about it, I think it's the competition and the crowd that you're selling to mm-hmm. is not the same type person. You know, where they were standing in line to like, you, yeah. you can't compare them because they're not going to do the same thing. Right, right. You're not going to go. Think about we used to stand in line to go buy No Limit CDs. <laughs> Those things were trash. <laughs> we go back to look at it. But that was part of the culture. So Beyonce can't compete with that because people don't do that anymore. My God, right. I'm sitting here defending Beyonce. See, see, uh, see, see. How does it feel? How does it feel? <laughs> but, um, I mean, she's the only, like, whatever the top that she can do with in today's society she does mm. we're not going to go out and do the same things we're not going to you know hell you don't even have to go to her concerts which all sell out because now you can she has home, homecoming she gives you these like it's it's a different day and age mm-hmm. you can and stream so, that you can live stream the, some of the concerts these and days so for the all the metrics of today of successful artists she hits them all and she surpasses them all. And I can't, I can't hate on that. I'm like, she, she does the damn thing. I mean, it's, it's harder. Like you said, the attention span now is so short compared to back then. And so for you to be relevant that long, you to make hits, you to have the follow you to drop, tell on a Tuesday that you're going to drop an album on Thursday and it's sold out. You know, it's what can't even sell anymore like it's if Beyonce came on a show and just interrupted our show say she about to drop an album in the next 10 minutes within our first hour a million million things are going to be dropped mean sold like she just has that ability she'll never hit the MJ numbers because it's impossible to these these days because that's not what we do you know I don't know anyway I interrupted your answer though Razzie go ahead ahead. no it's fine but um, I just want to say that "Break My Soul" was her first number one song in fourteen years. See, that's that's all. That's the only point I was bringing up. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, she she she, she like you talked about Ferg. It's it's she's doing everything and hitting the metrics and everything for everybody today. Uh, so I while I agree there can be an argument for her, but I agree. Okay. Buff okay. with the, the Madonna and the okay. Janets of the world. I, I think she's in she's in the rushmore of pop entertainers. Uh I'll I'll put her there. Oh but yeah. yeah you I, know, that I, I think that's that it's debatable where she falls in that. She absolutely How many how many is. more hits has she had? Because Rihanna has more than her, right? I don't know what Rihanna does. But she I think is, Rihanna has more. She definitely is Mount Rushmore entertainment of all time. Entertainment of all time. Because I like Janet. Maybe I shouldn't say that because I don't want Janet fans to. Beyonce sings. No, they don't, they don't, they don't, you don't have a J okay. hive or anything. So you're all right. Good. Well, well, Beyonce sings a bit better than Janet. So when you yeah, combine she, all of that, she's a better mm-hmm, entertainer. Yeah. Hey, that's why I, I still love Janet. I love Janet. By the way. Yeah, that's why like when I, we had a debate. I think in Miami, I was saying there's people that do things better than her, you know, 
but when you look pound for pound, you know, dancing, she might be an eight, where you take somebody like Sierra, who's a nine and a half, or a Missy, you know, like, but when you combine their overall scores, Beyonce crushes it. And so my thing's like, yeah, she might be the GOAT for that category. But when I say she's not a 10, you know, then it was like you can't you can't critique Beyonce at all. So that was my biggest thing about it. But that's a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she she she's not the strongest in probably any one category when you really think about it. Any single category, she's not the strongest vocalist. She's not the strongest, you know, um, she, maybe an entertainer like her shows and stuff, but that's more production crew than it is her, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or whatever. She's not the best dancer out there, like you just named uh, Sierra's and, and stuff. So it's it's like she just has that package that comes together and gels to, to you know, she is greater than the sum of her parts probably is the best way to put it uh when beyonce she is that unicorn that can bring it all together and be like oh no she's the thing so so she's I, had 22 number one hits beyonce has mm-hmm. and what about rihanna it looks like 33 with rihanna <laughs> beyonce <Man>. 22 <laughs> janet has 20 okay she passed Janet. Ka- okay katie perry has 19 jennifer lopez has 18 Mariah Carey, 17. So, you know. She's up there, man. Okay. But, yeah, she's up there. It's just maybe the length of time between. Because I think a lot of it came in her early, early, you know. Yeah. So, so with that being said, is Rihanna. Like, like that conversation. I don't even want to touch that this, this show, but is Rihanna there with her? Or is it because Rihanna moved away from music right now? You, you don't think about that as much. But with the number one hits, you see, she, she she's got the number one hits, and people talk about her uh, concerts probably more than they talk about Beyonce's concerts. When you talk about an actual concert and the entertainment value of them, Rihanna doesn't have the the fan base. The the and it's very touchy how I say this a mega stardom, like how MJ was above, like he was almost like a god to people. Like he was borderline God when it came to entertainment. And I think Beyonce is the closest thing we ever had to that. You can have those. The hits don't matter. You know, you can get on here and talk slant about Rihanna. You can have a few people mad. You talk noise about uh, Beyonce. Beyonce has ended careers. Right. <laughs> right. No, you know what I'm saying? So that that's the thing. It's whatever she put in the, the, the Kool-Aid, people drunk the Beyonce Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. What's, who's up next? Uh, so I'm going to stick with uh, musical entertainers, but it's actually not a music question. But earlier this year, Chris Brown was accused of drugging a woman on Diddy's yacht back in December of last year and, and uh, sexually assaulting her. And he wound up releasing some text messages from this young woman um, and these messages took place after the alleged uh, sexual assault, and it's just her begging, begging him to see him again, and uh, you know, complimenting how that's the best D she's ever had, and all that kind of stuff. And he wasn't necessarily ghosting her, but he wasn't responding. Like she was sent about four messages in a row before he responded. So the the perception is she got upset that he wasn't paying her enough attention and then she came out with the allegation. So my question for you guys is 
what should be the punishment when because we all agree that we should take sexual assault and rape seriously full stop no court no questions asked but when someone falsely claims such a serious charge what should be the repercussions for that because i don't know if you can have a blanket law because you don't want to you don't want to intimidate true victims from coming forward for fear of not being believed and then possibly being prosecuted for being accused of lying about it but i take that seriously what she tried to do to him and i just was wondering what can be done like what should be done about women that lie about that i don't think anything can be done for the reasons you said i mean you can't unless unless they find a better way or they find a a system where let's say uh, a woman comes out with a sexual assault rape or any kind of allegation and there's not enough evidence to convict versus perjury okay like this lady like you're showing a text message that pretty much says you lying <laughs> versus it's just not adding up. There's not enough evidence to convict. We can't, we're not saying that it didn't happen. We just don't, there's, you, we cannot prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he did it. So where, to me, that's different. And I don't know if we can do that, you know, because I feel like you'll have a lot of men who will go back, get uh, the case to get dismissed. They'll be found innocent and then they'll go back and counter sue or whatever the case may be, or which I don't know if they're doing now, but Sometimes they do. I mean, the the thing is, a lot of times they countersue while the while yeah. it's happening. I think Bill Cosby did that defamation and, and libel and and those types of things. So, I, for me, I I think the laws are already on the books for it. Right? They have filing a false report that is that is punishable. Right? Uh, it's not a felony. I think it's a misdemeanor. But you know, yeah. there's that you can file a, a false report. There's libel. There's uh you know those types of things. So. Uh, defamation of character so you you can go through the laws that are already on the book i i think it's a lot of times the guys that you know their their lives are ruined based on it they don't want to go through and make a big go through it again right Mm -hmm. and have to explain it and, and all of that and so they they walk away so it's a little bit of the guys just like washing their hands of it and saying i'm done i beat the case i'm done with it uh, and then just the the PR folks they're saying we'll handle it a, a, in a different way. Yeah. Uh, so, I, but I, I think the laws are there already, and I think I it's think just the, the guys. Because well, they're not deterring I, I, anybody, right? They they aren't, but I think it's not because the laws aren't strict enough. I think it's because guys don't actually follow it and, and do the report. Right? It's like I'm not going to snitch or whatever. They don't counter sue. They don't actually go after the person for. I'm not, I'm not sure the punishment like is that. stiff enough though. Like, like I think it's like perjury. It doesn't matter if I go after you. You lied in the court of law. Mm-hmm. So therefore, in this situation, to answer your question, Buff, whatever his penalty was, if at least half of that. So if he would have been found guilty and it got ten years, I'll be about to get five. So before you do this, now if if you, because there's a difference in once again, him not being guilty, and perjury. Yeah. Like there's not enough evidence to support and you coming out lying and if I can support like you sure you want to go down this cuz I got the I got the receipts. And and for the listeners among a series of text messages she sent him one that stood out the most is 
She texted him. This is like a month after the alleged incident. And I have a question. Do you just be one to F me? Or can we hang out like some chill during the day? I know you be busy and it's cool if you just want to F. I just want to know my role. Laughing emoji. So her, 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 um, the lawyers that were representing her wound up dropping her after these text messages were revealed. Because think about it. You know, if I want to counter sue or whatever, if we're defamation of character, I'm gonna sue you for your money. She's probably broke, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what are the, what is the downfall? You know, they find her guilty, or whatever. Right? As you say, the laws are in place. What, what, what could happen to her right now? She got a little yeah. misdemeanor. Yeah, that's it. I mean, like you said, I mean, it, it, it's it's going to be a civil case, so it, it's not criminal. So it's just money. It's that they're not going to do time. But really, it's it's the whole like if I get it, you look at the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case, right? That's that's probably your prime example of that, right? Where Johnny Depp's like she's defaming me, and we make this public case. And now people, all those text messages come out. People are watching. So they know that I didn't do it. So you're protecting your like persona and, and what people think of you, right? So I think that's really more so important than the money or what's happening. It really is just you keep that public or or perception of you as somebody who's like, look, we were just smashing. It ain't got nothing to do with that. I don't drug people, right? Uh, and, and so maintaining that but from a criminal standpoint yeah there's not a lot that they're gonna do they're not locking people up over defamation i like what ferg said i like what ferg said as far as there's a difference between just there not being enough evidence to prosecute versus we find out you just flat out lying and and that's what i want to go after and i want to make the point too that statistically is a very, very small percentage of women that do that. I do want to put that out there, but for that small percentage that do do this stuff, I think there needs to be a stiff penalty. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just, my thing on this, I'm against mandatory minimum sentences for pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't want that stiffer penalty to be out there and now... it just be a blanket. You know, it's a blanket. Everybody's getting this five years. Everybody's getting these 10 years. You know, we're breaking up the black family and everything because of this. You know, we don't, we don't want to do that based on this. I, but it could be avoided. Just don't do it. Like, my thing is, you're feeling guilty or it's like, well, I don't want this blanket statement for any chick that goes out and defame a guy because she's mad because she ain't get any more d-. Like, if you're going to do this, like this, there's ways to avoid going to jail for five years. Why? Don't defame people, you, you, huh? You like, like don't that, don't huh? go in there. Yeah, like, don't go in there and say he raped me if he didn't rape you. Now, if he raped you, I got your bet. But if you're doing this because of whatever, and you're and then she's dumb enough to text and keep going and all this stuff, like what what do you unless unless he he was ghosting her and then she came out with the charges later? Or was like during all of this, she's still texting him. Yeah, I mean, it's stronger if he was texting her and she was ghosting him. <laughs> so my thing is, if because think about, but also imagine she never texted him. Same situation, but she never texted him. So I got you, and she lied. This dude could be under the jail right now. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to protect her at this point. 
Yeah, because with, with this type of uh, thing, the accusation is so strong. Like just just the mere accusation is pretty much strong enough to ruin some people. Uh, so let alone any like you don't you a lot of times you don't even need any credible evidence. Just the accusation is enough to make people start looking at you differently. So, yeah, it, they, they weaponize the accusation, right? Same way yeah. Karen's called and be like, you know, oh, this this person's doing this thing to me and they're mm-hmm. black and you're calling the police on them. And so I'm weaponizing the accusation and weaponizing the, the system against this person just because. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the deterrence for a lot of these things should be just as strong. Only there should be there should be anything that can potentially harm somebody that's false or like so like you said, the Karen's, even, you know, and I'm going down a rabbit hole, like the police brutality thing. It's if you're overstepping your bounds, like I'm not saying you're 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 uh, a criminal, Mr. Police Officer. I'm just saying you made a bad decision and you you're here's your penalty. Like mm-hmm. If I make if I make a bad decision and I make a mistake, if I make a wrong choice, I'm going to be penalized. The penalty should be harsh enough. It should be like I should take a second. If I pull the trigger, I need to be damn sure that I, I, my life was in jeopardy. If I'm going out to make this accusation, I need to be damn sure I got raped rather than, you know, he goes to me. I'm going to fix him. And I'm going to write a book about it. It is. That's all I got, yep. man. So it's mine is kind of a two part and I'm coming back to what I always do. I always like to make people question or challenge what they think. So I saw a post earlier this week where it said it was saying something like women is crazy. There's so I'm paraphrasing. There's so many men out here that want to be treated like women (laughs) or treated like a lady. You saw saw that post? Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, what does that mean? You know, (laughs) But then I posted a video a few weeks ago and it was about effort in the the crux of the, the video was women offering to pay pay on dates and in relationships. And it was they went as far as saying. If the person you're dating is supposed to be a friend or a best friend, you're trying to get them to know that you would you would take your best friend out to eat. You'll pay for your best friend's dinner. You know, but you won't pay for somebody you're dating or somebody you're interested in as well. Like it's all on them. It's a it's a one way thing. So, how do you feel, or how important is effort in dating on both parts? Like the the paying or offering to pay is an example. Saying, hey, you know what? If we go on ten dates, maybe I've I've, I've you know I've I've known chicks that oh if they pay for the guy pays for dinner they'll they'll pay the tip. Or they'll, you know, if I, we go on 10 dates, they'll offer to pay for two of them. Like, hey, you know what? I got this one. Or any of those things that show additional effort. How important are those in? And give me an example of. If, it, if you're for or against it. I, y'all know my my thought process on this when they got the right to vote so mm. it, it really is I, I am not all on this whole I gotta pay every time but it's funny looking back on it I do probably pay most times uh, and, and, and it's an automatic thing in my head that you know I pay uh, but it's that effort you're talking about Ferg that I got it 
that make that goes a long way for me because it, it's it's one of those things that I don't need you to get it. I can pay for every you know the date. It's not a big deal for me to to say a prime example this Chicago uh, thing, right? Hey, I got tickets to Chicago. You want to roll or whatever? Will you come with me and all of that? I got it. Don't worry about it. I got everything for the night. But it's a different thing. Every once in a while you say I got tickets to something or hey I'm going I want you to accompany me here I want to go let, let's go eat I want to go eat and I want you to come with me right and 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 it's not being treated like a woman I think the bet that that example you gave of like when if you want me to be a helpmate if you want me to be a my, marry my best friend if you want that if you want me to treat you as an equal then you need to be an equal Right. You need you need to be setting it out. Sometimes you need to be saying, I got the tab at the bar or, hey, we're going out and I'm going to do these things for you. And it's not about money. It's not about all the time of maybe I make more than you do or whatever. And so you can't do what I can do, but do something right. (laughs) Hey, like a lot of times, a lot of times it used to be, hey, come on over and I'll cook dinner for you. Like that was the thing for ladies, right? That And that might be the thing, right? It's date night. I'm going to cook dinner for you. Come, I'm going to pamper you. I'm going to do something for you that you don't have to come out of your pocket for it. You don't have to be stressed. You don't have to plan the night. You don't have to do all that stuff. Um, And I think what ends up happening is women default to that where that's the only time that they plan a date is I'm cooking dinner for you. Come on over. And that's their idea of planning a date. Anything else. If we step outside of the house, the guy has to pay. The guy has to be the one that's doing it. And I think that's where we need to, we need to separate it or, or change that mentality to say, when we step out, if it's something that you really want to do, why don't you pay for it? Right. I, I don't like going to this. If you want to go to a Beyonce concert and you want me to go to the Beyonce concert with you or whatever, how about you pay for those tickets and that that that's your date night or whatever because you're I'm here to accompany you and I want to see you have fun and all of that. But sometimes it's like do something or do something for me. I want to go see Bun B. I want to go see, you know, this concert that's coming through or whatever and you know that. Set me out with the ticket. Set me out and be like, "Hey, I got it. We're going. We you know, we're going to go by this little cigar bar after yada yada yada. That's your date night or whatever." that shows that effort that you're talking about that extra effort shows that you're interested in me you you listen to me and you listen to what I want and you're interested in me being happy and not just how I can make you happy because I think that's what happens too often in relationships and dating especially with women is all they're looking for is what the guy can provide to them and make how to make them happy and they're like I'm gonna be me and he better like me I'm the catch I'm the snack (laughs) I'm whatever and so my presence is enough for this guy and he should just be happy with that. And that's what, that's what not, real men do. Those, that, that's that's you know. what that's those same hyper masculine men that you say you don't like. That's what they want. Mm. That's your problem. Like you you want both ways. <laughs> that's your problem. You want both sides. You Talk want to him, you want the, Talk to him. <laughs> yeah, you want you want the guy, you want the guy that's gonna be the, the provider and and lead and and pay for everything and not want you to pay uh oh, anytime you go out. But at the same time, when he starts telling you what you can and you can't do, he's overstepping, right? Mm-hmm. Or or he's telling you how he wants things and you're like, no, I don't want to do it that way. Well, if he's paying for everything 
if he if you if if that's the guy that you want that's gonna be this hyper masculine lead the way tell you what to do take the lead on everything then you can't be mad when he's trying to take the lead on everything mm. so you gotta you gotta find that balance you gotta give and take somewhere well, Rosie pretty much said everything. I'll just say, um, I don't want to downplay money. I know a lot of times people say money isn't everything, and it's not. It's not everything, but money represents time for most of us. Time you spent at work, time you spent earning it. So when a woman uh, on that, that eighth or ninth date decides to say, hey, I got this one, that, in my opinion, would mean a lot to me because that means, hey, you don't always want me spending mine. You you can pick it up sometimes. So I think in, in 10 dates, I feel like three of them or four, if she's generous, but at least three of them, she need to pick up the towel. I do think it's offer. Yeah, at least exactly. At least offer, man. Um, I am a bit old school. I think most of the time the man should pay, especially if you're the one that's initiating a date. Like, hey, what are you doing next Friday? Let's go here. If, if it's your plans, then nine times out of ten, you should you should pay for it. What's up, Ferg? But but don't don't we almost have to do that? Like it's it, like, and I've been out. We've all been out the you know I've been out the dating scene for a while. But I remember like it's expected of us to take the lead in this shit because if she's planning all the dates, we're weak. So you. If whoever plans the date's paying, hypothetically, like if, if you're asking to take me out, then I should you should be paying. But it's like if I'm not asking you out, then what kind of man am I? Hey, well, you know? I, think, I think in yeah. the beginning, yes. I think like the first few dates, yes. But if y'all, if you guys are like dating, and especially dating towards you know a, a, a end goal or whatever, you know around about that fourth or fifth date, it's time for her to come up with ideas, and not like is it always mm-hmm. on the man? <laughs> Yeah, so. that, I, I, like I was saying about the whole, yeah, you got to plan some dates too, yeah. and it don't always have to be I'm cooking for you, come over. Like plan something other than that, and yeah. <laughs> along with that, it needs to be you paying, right? I mean, don't plan a date and then expect me to pay for it. I'm cooking for and you. So you do that anyway. You just make an extra and invite me over. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta cook yeah. anyway, <laughs> so it ain't nothing special. Hamburger helper. <laughs> I'll, I'll say I, this too, I'm, real quick for. Um, a lot of the people that make those posts because I did see that post and I don't know if they were sharing it or if they made it and I forgot who even who I even saw that from but the people who originally made those type of posts usually are probably single I don't have a good yeah. dating track record anyway so. yeah you, yeah. you know my you know my thing I don't take <laughs> I don't take dating advice from single people <laughs> you can't tell well, me <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so I always I always look at this. I've has, asked this question a couple of times. It's like the trading places. Mm. Would you want to be and not not being gay or trans? Like, think about the expectations of a woman in 2022, a single woman. Would you want to find yourself in that position? You know, and then same thing for women. And would you do those things? As same thing for women as a man in 2022. If you were a man at 22, 22, would you still live up to those expectations? How would you feel if you're expected to pay everything? If it's you're dating or you're married and the, the, the premise is happy wife, happy life, you know, would you do those same things? How would you feel if you knew that these were your expectations? 
Yeah. Or, it's, or best, better yet, how are you raising your son? Because I, you see it a lot of times. They raise their son. I'm like my my son's not gonna be dumb like that and pay all the time and always simping on chicks and everything. Yeah. But then that's what you want your guy to do when he's trying to date you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, effort. So when I when I first thought about this question, I'm like, what do we want? What do we appreciate? Because we can go out date and stuff like that. And if they like us, what's the reward? How do they show us that they like us outside of time? And my time will show you how I show you. But what, what does it really come down to? Come on, say it. Come on. Come on. I'm scared. It's nanny. It's nanny. That's what it is. Byron, agree? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm going to, you've heard it here first on Three Brothers No Sense. Ladies, isn't payment. <laughs> it's not. It is not how what we want. I rather the effort. I rather you show me that you're really into me, especially if you've been doing this as we get older, you've been doing the same way, you know, because all of a sudden there's like the three date rule, the five date rule, the 30 day rule, the 90 day. Like if I make it to day 91, if every guy makes it to date 90 day 91, everybody's getting the same payment. My thing is try something different. If you're 40, 35, you've been dating and you've been doing the same thing, you get the same action and this is what real men do and it's how women and it's gotten you the same place. There's no harm in trying something different. You know, it made me think of Cigar Bay. Mm. That's why she went viral, because it was something it was the effort she put into showing her date that she cared, that she was listening. It was just a little bit. Then she said they were going someplace else that she was doing. Like, I don't know if that worked yeah. out, but it's and think about the pushback she got just for uh, of course she did. a cigar she, she didn't even pay for. Oh, she's mispicked me, right? Yeah, she had women like, why are you doing that? You do it too much. Like, damn, we ain't worth a free cigar. Yeah. <laughs> but we supposed to buy you Birkin bags and all this stuff. Like, my thing oh. is, would you do those things? I used to ask chicks all the time. Back when I was single, you know, I have a bunch of female friends and they had these ideas of their wedding and the kind of guy they were going to marry and how much their, their wedding ring would cost. You don't you don't have the guy. So he doesn't exist. So his income doesn't exist. But you got this ten thousand dollar ring picked up. Would you spend half of that on him? Would you buy him a five thousand dollar gift, five thousand dollar investment, a five thousand dollar watcher, whatever, whatever that is? Would you spend that same money on him at one point in time? But it's different. It's it's all about effort. Everybody, you know, when you play sports, when you're at work, it's they appreciate the effort you're putting into. You're not going to always hit the goal, but it's just. Try something different. It's a payment or a gift. It's not a gift. With that being said, anything else, fellas, dad? Good, man. All righty. Let's go ahead and close on out. At the uh, top of the show, Ferg, when you mentioned uh, Emmett Till, you said something about, you know, the thought of not being able to protect your kids. Uh, this week, well, so my daughter starts school tomorrow. I believe yours, your kids do too, Ferg. Uh, we got an email a few days ago about a kid that I'm assuming took their life if you read this email uh, because they say, you know, an eighth grader passed away and make sure you're checking on your kids and that their behavior isn't significantly changed and things like that. I just want to echo that. That's something uh, 
Tabitha and I try to do a lot with our daughter. Just make sure she's good. You know, ask her if anything bothering her. Just always uh, pay attention to your kid's behavior uh, because you never know what they could be dealing with and they may not be comfortable sharing it with you. So just create that space where they feel comfortable doing that and you make him prevent um, uh, tragedy. It's very sad, you know, with the social media world we live in, it's hard enough on adults. I can't even imagine what it's like on teenagers, seeing all this perfection, perfection air quotes, on there uh, and trying to live up to it. So just look out for your kids, man. I want to thank the Inspire You on air audience for rocking with us. Don't forget you can subscribe to us on any podcast platform. And uh, just continue to check us out. We love the support. We love the interaction on Facebook and Instagram, too. So keep that up because it's extremely fun on a day-to-day basis with you guys. Definitely, definitely. And all I was going to add, um, you mentioned Inspire You on air. Everybody, everybody's listening to the podcast. We want to hear from you guys. So hit us up, three three brothers no sense at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us any questions or whatever. You can DM us on our social media platforms. Uh, but we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear what you want to hear about, what you want to talk about. If you got any feedback for us, let us know. And don't forget, go to three brothers no sense.com. Uh, We've got a lot of good merch on there. We always talk about the shirts and the hoodies and everything. I know it's getting uh, warmer or cooler out there so we got long sleeve tees and everything but we really do that for the brand recognition for folks to ask about it so as you are listening uh make sure you uh, go on there get a shirt wear the shirt tell folks about us tell tell them to go listen to us uh we know you enjoy listening to us and we want uh, other people to uh, kind of hear us as well so just let us know about that uh and again inspire you on the air we appreciate everything that you guys are doing for us all the listeners on that platform we love you guys Make this really quick. First of all, uh, shout out to FAMU. I was in Atlanta last weekend for our Be Out Day weekend. When I say the alumni from FAM, especially in Atlanta, put on a show, that was an awesome event. So to that, the Friends of FAM um, alumni group, great job. I was so proud to be a Rattler. Shout out to Viger. For winning the battle of Pritchard. I, I didn't know I didn't know when it got so big, that Viger and Blunt game. But that's all I saw that flooded my timeline all weekend. It's always been big, man. That's always been a huge, huge game. So I remember growing up, you know, my mom's a Viger alum, and and yeah, it's always been huge. Yeah, I think I went to that game once. <laughs> but yeah. y'all didn't go to plateau either so you know that, that's, nobody that's, that's my hood. plateau didn't go to plateau <laughs> so um there's that and last but not least another shout out to the bruz bookshelf they have been on one recently so i mentioned this other day about their malcolm x episode but they are currently reading a book called punch me up to the gods they the the second episode released this past week and I think episode three is coming out Monday or Tuesday please go listen it was really a really good listen sounds like a really good book once I finish reading uh, my current book I'm gonna check that out but the bruz bookshelf Lenny uh, my line brother Derek was on there Teresa Donovan y'all did a great job Harvey everybody keep up the good work we have to get you guys on the show one day Maybe as the whole bros bookshelf, we haven't figured that out. 
but great job once again the bros bookshelf you can check them out check them out on any podcast uh platforms just like us anything else fellas by this time i think most people are going back to school i hope and pray for a safe and productive school year for all the kids parents i pray for your mental state i know the waking up early dealing with kids all this stuff is a uh it's a challenge so I mean, the holiday season be here before you know it. So, but three brothers, no sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, and comment. Most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.